Mic check 1955. There is a song at the end. I tried to make these intros, but for some reason when I put it on Spotify, it puts the song at the very end. It's Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Uh, well, technically Mark Ronson uh, featuring Amy Winehouse, but i just been on a little uh, Amy Winehouse kick. You know, I mentioned in the podcast about being 27 and 27 Club, but, you know, just vibe or groove out to some Amy Winehouse. What's up, folks? This is the intro to episode two of the And I Know Things podcast. I'm Shalik, And I Know Things. Uh, it is 10.42 on October 9th. It's like 40-something degrees outside, and I don't know what to wear. Because I'm not sure if this is track pants and t-shirt weather because it looks sunny, or if it's sweatpants and long-sleeve weather because it's 40-something degrees, or, you know, like 17 maple leaves for your... Uh, metric users out there, which just just a horrible system. I just want all you Canadians to know, no one likes it. You just just wrong, wrong and, and uncouth. <sighs> to the empire, the imperial system. Dun, 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 if you can tell by my imperial imperial death march that I'm a little congested. I had a weird random cold a few days ago that only lasted. Uh, about 18 hours to where I thought it was seasonal allergies. But uh, since then, it's just been a little bit of mucus, and I hope you're listening to this while eating and thinking about my uh, snot rockets, because that's what people want to hear. They want to hear me sleeping, they want to hear snot rockets, and of course, they want the pretty content. Mystique, that's her real name. What's she doing? She's loafing, all right? Everything is in order in here. I'm just uh, trying to get this thing out of the way so I can go to jujitsu at, uh, at 11. Um, See, I went, I went Wednesday, got wrecked, which is par for the course. Um, it's, uh, it's one guy who, you know, you're never supposed to under, uh, underestimate your opponent. You're supposed to anticipate them knowing as much as you do or more. Excuse me, I'm going to clear my throat. I'm not going to edit it out, so again, deal with it. <clears throat> All right, that's a little better. Yeah, I rolled with this one guy who I wasn't expecting him to be as skilled as he was. We were roughly comparable, but he was a little smoother, a little, he knew a little bit more. Um, so we went at it a couple times, and he submitted me, I submitted him, and then we, uh, we did another round together, and more or less it was a stalemate because I was tired, he was tired, and I just kept him in my, uh, my close guard, which is where I just had him between my legs, and I was going for a uh, cross-collar choke that he was able to defend pretty well. But I got a sweet to hold on him, and that was... That was the highlight, but then he, uh, yeah, he made me see stars with the, uh, the choke he got me with afterward. That's what jiu-jitsu is all about. It's about fun and choking. Um, there's a joke in there. I'll leave it for you guys to fill in. Anyways, I should probably get going, so uh, I'll just tell you real quick what this episode's going to be. Um, yesterday, uh, Johnny, John Ellsbury, uh, one of my very, very dearest friends, my brother, my child, uh, who I've, who I've raised since he was 16, is a fact. Uh, me, me, Todd, and Michelle, we were, we were, we were his, his, uh, his upbringing right there. But anyways, plowing ahead here. Shout out to Bill Burr. Um, we just, like, uh, we sat down and we thought we were going to watch Goodfellas and kind of just, like, chat over it with the sound off. Um, kind of a DVD commentary to bank for a few episodes. You know, just in case I, like, couldn't find a guest and we just needed something quick to put out. But then we also decided that maybe we do like a more in-depth podcast about, uh, excuse me, I got a burp there. It, this doesn't have to be pretty. All right. Sometimes we got a burp. Sometimes we got to clear the mucus out of our throat. What the pretty is doing something. Oh, that's cute. She found a little spot with a blanket in the corner. That's adorable. She gets to do that. That's so precious. There's the burp. Mm, orange juice. Uh, I really got to go. I got class in 14 minutes. Um, so we were going to do like just watch Goodfellas and do a couple casual episodes and then follow that up with a a a more like not necessarily serious but one that's got more I guess value of like information wise because Johnny is a uh, history major um, world history with a focus on uh, 20th century United States um, uh, that's his focus is, uh, the, the 20th century United States. So from 1900 on, um, 
so we were going to talk about like some of the relevance of his his field of study and like what he's come across in his research and how that applies to the modern world rather than doing that um me and my buddy just hung out and talked shit about goodfellas so that's what this first episode with him is um it's going to be a more than one part that i'll put out just at various times whenever i don't have like a, a guest that is going to be like more more heavy these are these are kind of light it's just me and him talking about a movie we both really enjoy uh you know sharing some 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 stories because story time that's a segment and overall i mean just really just you know getting on the old knees for martin scorsese who's one of the greatest directors of our era i guess it's our era i'm not that old i'm not that young i'm somewhere in between 27 my saturn return saturn is in the same position roughly that it was when i was born and apparently this age is supposed to involve great things. So, I'm doing this podcast for fun. I have no plans to get famous, nor they're rich, nor successful off of it, especially not this year, because if I die and join the 27 Club, and they're putting my picture after the guy from American Pie and Star Trek, no disrespect to Yuri, Yuri Golka? I gotta look up his name. I know things. No disrespect to him, but like, I gotta be on that Mount Rushmore if I'm in the 27 Club, right next to Hendrix. Morrison and Winehouse. Yep, those are my top four in the 27 Club. But all right, enough with the macabre stuff. Um, I got plenty of life to live, and part of that involves threatening a little bit of my life by almost getting choked unconscious if I don't tap quick enough. So I'm about to go hit the mats. Uh, If you want, continue listening to this random gurgling babble that I tend to do. And enjoy the podcast. So here's Johnny. We're just going to dive right in. Um, I start the movie at some point, like maybe five, six, ten minutes in. Um, If you want to watch at home, feel free to. If you don't, you really don't have to. And if you're listening, thank you. I really enjoy that. All right. Here, here, here's Johnny. We're going to have to resist the urge to just quote the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just going to start it like right now. Um, That's good. So I'm here with, uh, as I mentioned last podcast, Johnny Papers. Had to get the papers, get the papers. Um, you'll know him from future podcasts that have yet to come. And uh, just generally anything involving film, history, cars. That's why he's a good fella. And, you know, your general uh, civil disobedience. But so what we're going to do today is we're gonna watch I mean if you put a gun in my head it's my favorite movie yeah. Bronx Tale probably actually my favorite movie we'll do that sometime too um, but Goodfellas when the chips are down any contest involving what my favorite movie is it's uh, gonna be Goodfellas just so everyone knows that for any time or in a life or death situation or in a some kind of standoff or you think there's an android in me just ask me my favorite movie anyways the movie's at a zero zero right now, and what we're gonna do is, as we watch it and uh, give a little commentary based on stuff we know. Um, I mean, the conversation's gonna drift to wherever it goes. We're just gonna do our thing, let the movie play in the background, because like we've seen it enough that we don't need the sound, no. um, and we're just gonna do the thing. So, uh, but before you play it, I mean, I remember you talking about this movie. You're the one who mm-hmm. said you got to watch it. Oh, did I tell you to watch Goodfellas? Yeah, you told me to watch Goodfellas. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't I know think that. I was talking about uh, Godfather, yeah. Scarface, and we were t- whatever. We were just probably bullshitting <laughs> at work back at Bill Gray's or whatever it was. Um, but I hadn't actually seen it until I was, I think, I was either 19 or 20. I might have been 20. Uh, it's when I had Lyme's disease. Yeah, from um, from the Lamb of God concert. So maybe it was that. That was the same summer, so I don't remember which... Was which okay. I had two injuries basically <laughs> that summer. It was the the wall of death at the Lamb of God concert, and I was yep. just like needed to recoup from that. It was I think I got a concussion. <laughs> Jesus stupid, Christ! Stupid. But, Worth it. But I think it was after I got bit by the tick, which was like yeah. a few days later. Probably <laughs> we were bullshitting, and you know we were up all night in the backyard. And uh, anyway, that's a different story, but. I was like bedridden for, I mean, I went to work and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor actually prescribed me Vicodin. 
to just All right. sit my ass down, basically. But I, you know, because um, they didn't know what to do about it. There's no thing for lives. Yeah. And uh, I just watched a ton of films that summer, a ton. And I remember starting it out with Goodfellas because I was like, this is the one I've been putting off. Yeah. For no reason, way too long. And um, it was, uh, I remember having to pause it midway, too. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot to say about the first impressions of the movie, but I just remember, um, I mean, we're about to start it, and just that that first scene. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, you're instantly drawn into their lives. This is like, it's casual chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just hilarious, too. It's just right. so <laughs> Did you get a flat tire? All right, before we just start describing the movie, yeah, we should yeah, probably start yeah, it. That, that gets us started, yeah. Yeah. I first watched Goodfellas, I think it was me and my grandpa. Um, I like had it on DVD, uh, you know, the DVD that flips, which this is, it's such an old DVD that this is one of the ones that flips. Yeah. So we'll have to, uh, the double-sided yeah, DVD. We'll, we'll probably stop it there, but we'll just play it by ear. The one you, you um, can't read what side it's on when you take it out. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of squint. It's yeah, like, yeah. all right, red is A. <laughs> For sure, but I just like brought it over one day, and like I'm like, all right, this is old. He's old. He was around in '91. Yeah. Like he know he knows mafia things. So I throw it in, and we watch the whole thing, and I'm like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I'm maybe like, maybe twelve. Yeah. Yeah, because my mom likes gangster movies too. I think still to this day, I watched as a kid a lot of movies that weren't very good over and over and over and over again for trivial reasons this doesn't have any one thing that you know like makes me have to watch i'm not like oh this has that actress in it that i have a crush on this isn't like oh this takes place you know this is austin powers is basically what i come back to. <laughs> it's not like time travel or whatever it is yeah Back to the future where i'm just like the fact that there's a time machine or a cool car <laughs> You know, this is like an age 20 something. I'm like, I need to keep watching. Why? <laughs> Every scene is memorable. It's constantly like, it's, this is like the movie. This is like the podcast movie. You're like, you know, <laughs> where there's a group of characters who you're, you know, you feel like, you know, yeah, like, at a certain point. The, the, like we were saying before, uh, one time, this movie can just be playing on loop. Yeah. Like if I had that. That technology, I'm not sure what that is. Maybe it's just a loop button on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. If I just had that going all day, no matter what time, I just wake up in the middle of the night, oh, what are they doing? Oh, all right, they're hanging out at a Henry South School. Yeah. Go about my day. Okay, yeah. we're at the Copa. You know, yeah. <laughs> all right. And here we are. So we're with our friends. We're at uh, zero, 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 zero. You know what's coming next. Zero, zero. Um, of this first half, which is an hour and 12 minutes. Whether we get all the way through, who knows? Whether we stop in the middle, whether we keep rewatching the same. Was that? We'll get a chunk of it through. Yeah. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to predict, too, where we get to because there are certain points. Usually, where I cut the movie off okay. and I take a break is the transition to 1970. Yep. The show and the Billy Bat scene. When shit goes downhill, that's when the movie mm-hmm. changes. Everything's fucking roses until then. Yeah. Yeah. I often hear, like, the closest thing to criticism about this movie is that after uh, Tommy dies, it's yeah. just, it's not the same movie. Yeah, it's... You know, there's less, like, there's less building of characters in a world and more of a, like, all right, well, turns out Henry and Jimmy are kind of shitheads yeah. and it's going down from here. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, historically speaking, too, I think it falls, it hits kind of the perfect dates for that to happen as far as also how we at least conceptualize the decades of mm-hmm. the 1960s of the 1950s you know yeah it's it's like okay the this movie the 1960s part of this movie is the mm-hmm. long 50s as they call it it depends which perspective you take okay on, you know a decade but the long 1950s is okay they the cultural traditions and standards of the 50s carried over much longer than the 50s for certain people. Sure. And for these guys, for sure, they are living in 1955. Oh, down to the suits. They're yeah. still wearing the old gangster-style almost zoot suits, even in like the 80s scenes. Exactly. Yeah. Into the 70s and in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And there's different things going on. There's different drugs. It's not just booze and cigarettes anymore. Yeah. Like in the beginning, they're selling cigs. 
he gets pinched, but it's no big deal. They're just cigs. Then you got the you're going to prison when you're selling heroin. I mean, it's one of those things, and they're still living in that mentality, and they're just they're not able to adapt. And I think this movie it's a great reflection of also like where this country went as a whole. Yeah. And, and how this country with the election of Nixon decided decided to cling on to conservative values and the move the world started moving past those folks and uh it you know look where we are now i mean that's you know so it's a whole oh we're definitely going to get into that too um yeah yeah for those of you who don't know which will be like seven of you because the other three of you also know johnny um <laughs> second podcast no one's listening to this but it's still fun um <laughs> Good practice. Exactly. Uh, Johnny, is you're completing your master's degree yes. this year? Yep. And what's your what's your major? Uh, it is world history with an American focus. Um, so I think that pretty much sums it up. It's yeah. really I'm really an American historian, but uh, just for logistics purposes, since I'm not solely focusing on you know domestic and uh, policies in American history, I'm it's, it's more like, I hate to say, it's like an Amero, American-centric yeah. <laughs> history, basically, is how I yeah, uh, would describe it. But I kind of tailored my own degree. But that's my specialty, American history. My favorite period is, of course, I would say 20th century, and yeah. especially mid-century, yep. the 1960s. If I could just be a 1960s historian, I would. Uh, and when I say that, I mean the long 1960s. Yeah, so, <laughs> into the 70s. Into the 70s. <laughs> and also, let's start with Chuck Berry. Let's start with Chuck okay. Berry and, and go through, go up till Reagan. That's when I tap out. <laughs> Chuck Berry to Reagan. That's when it's too much. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's enough. But, yeah. I swear I'm going to play this thing at some point yeah, for whoever's time. watching Goodfellas. All right, uh, we'll just start in five seconds because that'll be at 10 o'clock. So, uh, three... Two, one, play. All right, she's playing. Warner Brothers is up. It's been up for a while. Not sure if it's playing. All right, it's playing. All right, we're good. We'll keep it muted. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep it muted so that if anyone wants to watch along at home, like they can do so. Just pretend you're hanging out with us while we're hanging out with people on the TV screen. Um, also, I'm not sure if, like, copyright, I get flagged for that, if it, the sound's playing. I think we can watch them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, right, I don't know if it's gonna... Because I know, like, with, uh, with music, um, it says that, like, it's subject to, uh, to copyrights for this, this app, uh, Anchor, which, again, was, uh, what year is that? Pretty sure it's a 70, and it's a Grand Prix. Yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna call out basically every car we see because we're both car guys and we're gonna like car stuff. Yeah, and it's important. So it is a two door too. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it's a nineteen. I'm gonna say seventy Pontiac Grand Prix. That um, what is that color? Saddle brown or something like okay. that. Okay. It's a very plain. It's a very inconspicuous car. Look at the paint code. Um, I'd have to look up and see. When you think about it, Henry is technically masquerading still as a family man. Like, right. He's got a couple of kids and a wife, and they look like they live in the suburbs. Right. So for him to have a Cadillac might look out of the ordinary, even though they live still lavishly a lot of the time. And it's a fast car. It's a quick car. I, I, again, I'd have to look up the engine options and everything, but yeah. most cars, I, I mean, comparatively now, they're obviously slow, but... Like that's in the trunk. So what you were uh, were you saying earlier about uh, was it casual chaos? Yeah. As you coined it. Yeah. You just what wildness! These guys are just driving around like it's normal with a body in the trunk, and for them it was. So what is it? Three a.m. They're in the middle of nowhere. It's just like damn it. All my life I wanted to be a gangster. When I. When it's relevant, we'll do that too. Yeah, the uh, the obsession with the mafia and the mob and just crime in general. I mean, it's in American culture. Oh, for sure, it's 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 a part of American culture that permeates like so many different demographics. I mean, the the number of rappers named like Young Luciano mm -hmm. or or 
Can't think of another one, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Childish Gambino. We got that from a Wu Tang. Uh, auto generator. Yeah, an auto generator. Yeah, Wu Tang name generator. Mine was Silent Assassin. <laughs> Brooklyn. Brooklyn, nineteen sixty-five. Neighborhood. Lyle Ave was like, I mean, it says historic district right over there, but it was uh, an Italian neighborhood all the way up until my grandparents moved in mm-hmm. in the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. They, were the only, they were the only black people like on, on the street at the time. Yeah. Warner, off Otis. I did a, uh, I did a drive-by over there the other... I, I, I'm committing to a crime. Yeah. Um, I drove by like the school I used to go to over there and I drove by the house and like just visually it looks the same but like you can just tell like like spiritually it's like ooh mm. you know this isn't like the same area I was you know as a child riding my bike in yeah yeah it's gotten just in a lot of different ways a lot worse yeah there's been some urban decline over there yeah cheap houses yeah well Well, we got time. Oh, about this scene, Polly had uh, three brother- brothers. It was more than just uh, more than just Tootie. For some reason, though, they only used Tootie, even though uh, the other two like had had uh, had sons that were like relevant with with some of the other scenes that Henry was in. And uh, a lot of that was like uh, combined to where Tommy is basically like four different characters yeah. as far as events go. Okay. Once, uh, once he gets brought in during the uh, cigarette running scene. Gotcha. So Henry's background. His mom's Sicilian, right? And his yeah. dad's uh, Irish? Yep. His dad was an electrician. What was it, nine kids they had? Seven? I have no idea. We know things. That's where the jingle comes in. We're working on that. Okay. okay. Yeah. You say, yeah. You yeah. say it uh, like kind of tongue in cheek, or do you say it when you do nail it? Can you say uh, it? Like, so far, I think I've only said it when I've fucked up. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to say something. We know things. Kind of like, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's like, we know things. This is going to be a little tune. I'm going to get a singer. It's going to be great. Yeah, the cat. She's um. She's also a part of this, too. So whenever whenever there's like a break in the action or the train of thought leaves, you just look at her. <laughs> you do that. Pretty's on her side right now, getting scratched behind the head. She's doing pretty yeah, she's doing pretty things. Loves attention, loves feet. Takes after her old man. <laughs> We're not watching a Tarantino film. <laughs> We got options. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna do a Tarantino one at some point too. Um, you're gonna see everything. I think he's upped his game and he's upped his uh, foot game. Yeah, the movie. the uh, Once Upon a Time, the last Hollywood. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had a couple scenes where it was like, "Whoa, this is a foot." They're like, "There is no question about what I'm doing here." Yeah. It's like, look at me, look at my face. Look at the movies I make. You know what I'm into. Yeah. That's uh, that's old Quinny over there. Yeah. Is there any word on his last movie? Or what's going to be his last movie? It's supposed to be the 10th? I, yeah, I haven't heard anything. I don't know. I mean, if he's going out, I mean, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was so good. Here we go. This is how uh, Trump plans to win the election. <laughs> <laughs> Just send, uh, oh, what's his name in, um... In Sopranos, the guy in the black suit. Ah, uh, not oh, Polly Walnuts. Walnuts. Yeah, Polly Walnuts. Okay. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just looking up the actor's name the other day. Uh, the real character's name is Paul Vario. That's uh, Polly, the mob boss. But or is it Paul Cicero? I think it was Paul Vario in real life and Paul Cicero in the uh, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, just like Jimmy uh, Jimmy Conway is Jimmy Burke in real life. 
Most of these guys are dead. Now, this is a really funny concept here, too, about how he never took calls at home and he only used the payphone. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know this gets brought up in every, uh, you know, reflection and video essay on the movie, but yeah. it's, uh, it's relevant now, especially, you know. Um, we're, we're using encrypted software and stuff to text now and everything because of not necessarily that the government is tracking us or whatever, but we are, it is uh, information that's mined and sold and gets used to. Yeah. It's information, which right. is a commodity. That's right, it's become a resource. But. Polly might have moved slow. That's because Polly didn't have to move for anybody. I say that quote. To myself, about myself, maybe like twice a day. Yeah. Especially like when I'm coming down an aisle and someone else is doing the same thing. I'm like, I'm not moving out of your way. It's, you better think about moving out of mine. Or we're going to do that awkward like little dance in the middle. And it's like, hey, 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 you want to dance? Yeah. It's like, you want to say that every day? Just every day you want to do that? So as I'm doing that, I go, the turtle might have moved slow. That's because turtle didn't have to move for anybody. Just to not make it that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Plus, I have a turtle tattoo. You know, there are a lot of things about this movie that people adopt, and I'm guilty of it, too, where I'm just like, that's a good motto. <laughs> and it's completely, I really think it's, you know, it's not trying to outwardly knock these guys. It's, but it, it's these are not good mottos. No. <laughs> it's trying to show you how that everybody takes out. a beating. Yeah, everybody takes a beating. But just think like, no. <laughs> and there are certain things when you talk to older guys, and you know, like, they really like were raised and think like they that. They really were raised and think these things. <laughs> that's what's that's what's fascinating about this. You just when you see a you know a sixty or eighty year old guy, even in that range, let's yeah. just say. They just say these things that they just live that way. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> Look at my shoes. Aren't they great? Yeah, sorry for the uh, people at home that have to deal with the most obscure Goodfellas quotes. Like, we've just seen this movie so much that, you know, the uh, funny house scene is like, it's, meh, it's whatever. It's the little, little things. Like, at this scene right here where... Uh, Tootie's just going, I can't have that here. I can't have that here. Not even, I mean, I... You're a real jerk. Yeah, Someone's got to toughen this kid up. Yeah, those are perfect. That, this is definitely one of the, this is top 15 quotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top 150 quotes. Yeah. That story you just said earlier about um, me telling you to watch Goodfellas is like, I didn't even, I totally didn't remember that. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, this movie is one of like the cornerstones of our friendship. Yeah, absolutely. It became part of our language, um, and I know other people did that, and I knew it, and that's part of why I resisted watching it. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like, no, this is fuck you. This is more. This is me. This is, me. This is it. Ah. Uh. That's part of what this movie does. So. I, yeah, anybody who watches... It's where Jimmy Conway walks in, passing out 20s. Prepare to think of these scenes when you're just living your life. <laughs> when you walk into the place and you have 100 bucks in your pocket, you're obviously not going to hand it out to everyone. <laughs> yeah. You want to be Jimmy Conway. It, it's... That fantasy is, like, attractive. It is. Of... They're doing crime. Yeah. They're... Get one over, like exactly. They live, they live like extraordinary lifestyles, and it's edgy and dangerous. But like, none of them are in trouble. None of them are getting hurt. So they're untouchable. That's yeah, they're yeah. untouchables. Yeah. Not sure if it froze there or if it pauses on Jimmy's no, it face. Pauses. Okay. What Jimmy really loved to do is steal. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah, we have the movie paused or uh, muted so that I don't get yeah. brought down for copyright just in case. You're uh, pinched, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they might know who I am. 
that's not really an obscure quote. That's more of a that quote's very relevant. It's hard to know anymore. They're all relevant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the uh, just just to cut to this scene. That was a beautiful Ford that went by. So this wasn't Tommy in real life. It was uh, Paulie's son. Um, Lenny, I think his name was. That helped with this uh, cigarette scam. Because Jimmy, you know, thought it would, you know, he knew the kid pretty well and he thought it would grease the wheels, like, moving up the ladder. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Burp directly into your ears. Enjoy that. And here's Pretty. She's come over. She's seeking pets. You might hear a purr. Hi, fat girl. I love how obvious to the government guys are back then. I mean, they still they still are, <laughs> but you got pinched. We've got a totally different dress code to society at this time. Yeah. You know, and just the guys in the government suit. You just know with the government haircut. The high and tight, the horseshoe. <laughs> that smug smile. Gotta love it. It'd be nice to pay off some lawyers. Just not have to worry about it. Pay off some judges. It's like, eh, hey, I can just do what I want. It's at a higher scale. Yeah. You learn the two most important lessons in life. You always keep your mouth shut and you never rat on your friends. Again, bad advice. It's... Don't. <laughs> Uh, period. Just ruining this 15-year-old child. Yeah. Henry had a lot of uh, learning disabilities, too. Like, he was dyslexic. Um, mm-hmm. He had a stutter, too. Yeah. 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 Again, we know things. <laughs> gonna, don't quote me on that. Kind of. Nah, it's getting quoted. I listened to a few interviews or something that he did, and I kind of thought that he had one. I don't know if, okay. that's, if that's clinically correct. Yeah, it all came up in the uh, the book, Wise Guys. I don't know for nineteen sixty three. Call that bitch out. Okay. <laughs> there she is. This is a Anne's great scene. And it's Idle Wild. I was maybe I'm dyslexic. So this is a sixty five Impala, and they're in nineteen sixty three. Nineteen sixty three. When I first watched the movie, I realized that was the first uh, mistake. And like we were saying, it's like not even a car where, you know, just the lights are a little different or the bumper is a little different to where you're like, oh, you can make that honest mistake. This is specifically a 65 Impala because no other Impala looks exactly like this. No. Or just like it. They all look different. Which, I mean, is one of my favorite things about the Impala. It really, I really don't know why they did that. There's no, I really, I can't imagine it's intentional but it really is such an easy thing they have you know I've seen multiple 1963 model year cars like <laughs> I think they're just really trying to show you that time advanced and now this yeah. scene we can't I mean this is we kind of just let it go by but it is one of the most first of all hard to pick up because it happens so fast what was that 15 seconds there's so much that happens right there yeah yeah, it's an important scene. I never quite caught it actually until I got older. Yeah. Until I had watched it, you know, dozens of times. And obviously, the one of these scenes in the movie, if you had to say these scenes of this movie, is where you're introducing the guys. The, because not... one of the things we've added to our language is "What's up, guy?" Oh, um, yeah, I took care of that thing for you. Yeah, and that's Nikki Eyes. There he is. There he is. <laughs> we can just do all of them, and 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 yeah, why? The origin of the name Johnny Papers. Story time. That's my story time jingle. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a singer for that too. So Johnny used to deliver newspapers, and then he brought me in on the operation. Plus, you always had cash, so you were Johnny Papers. 
as I got paid in, in cash for the paper route. Yeah. And had a money clip that I kept it in. Why? I mean, you know. Because you'd watch Goodfellas many times. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was Jimmy Conway. You, you got to get the papers. Got to deliver the papers. Deliver the papers. So, yep, I got to go do the papers, do the papers. <laughs> you know, anyone talks to me Thursday, Wednesday night even, yep. Friday morning even. I'm just, you know, uh, there was a good three-day span there where, sorry, got to do the papers. Do the papers. <laughs> Friday morning. Well, I was up at 5 yesterday, and yep. I worked till 5, so I just went to bed. Yep. I'm tired. Oh, yeah, that was good. And, yep. And it was enjoyable. Like, it was 5 in the morning, grab some coffee, and then bundle up because it was the middle of winter. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that part sucked, but... Remember when the truck went off the road that time? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, story time. You should have brought the guitar. You have it on you? Okay, we'll make some guitar time. Yeah. But... So we were, uh, we were delivering newspapers, as we would do on Thursdays, in the winter, and we were driving uh, your grandpa, Papa Carl's Dakota Sport, Dodge Dakota Sport. So was that a 4x4? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's 4x4, uh, two-seater truck, um, and we're just plowing ahead here, um, going through the snow, delivering newspapers, like with two tires off the road into the snow track. Right, right, because we're on the shoulder. Exactly, the because the the snow was like three or four feet high, so you couldn't really walk in it to get to the mailbox. So we had to lean out the window like uh, the creation of Adam. That's yeah. how I felt reaching these newspaper bundles out the window. Yeah. And we have a couple left, and we're going, and then all of a sudden we feel like a slight drop, and it gets a little little rough while we're driving. And we're thinking like, oh, okay, you know, we just went to a different part of the snow. Yeah. So we pull up, we get that last newspaper in. It's the last one of the route. We're like, all right, cool. We pull, road for a while. Yeah. yeah, so we pull back off onto the road, and it's even worse now. We're like, oh, what's this? So we get out, we look, and the control, what was the control arm? Oh, that's, okay. That's when the it completely the snapped off. Two stories. Oh, yeah? That was even worse. The ball joint snapped. The wheel was horizontal. <laughs> it just was off the car. Yeah, it was just, so that was the worst. I mean, we just hit a bump. We hit, like, an ice block or whatever. And it Something. Broke the ball joint <laughs> completely, and the wheel just kind of the car was on three wheels. So that was one. But the one I was thinking of was we were putting, you know, into the boxes, into the tubes, or whatever you call them. Yeah. And because of the way that the snow plow, you know, works, uh, it had pushed the snow off of the side of the road and built up to the point that. It looked like I still had, because I was driving in snow, mm-hmm. but the road shoulder narrowed and there was no more shoulder at a certain point. And then I was still driving and the truck went completely, it dove into it and we went off of, it was an embankment and the yeah. truck was buried. Like if you were standing on the road, the roof line was about at your kneecaps of the truck. That's what, it, it totally, we took a dive. Was I there for that one? You were there. I don't even remember that. I'm pretty sure you were there. It was you were, no, it was you. Just okay. Just did a few of them. He wasn't doing it in the winter. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the truck was completely buried. We had to, uh, flag someone down and they towed it up. <laughs> you know, okay, yeah. Yeah, he was some country guy. I know. do remember that. Now that's a scene, a Chevy towing a dive. <laughs> it was his payment for the whole thing. Yep. Like, that's why. And it's like the Dodge is buried. It's not the Dodge's fault. I don't care. Yeah. I, mean, I like Chevys, whatever. Exactly. Whatever. But it was just so funny that he goes, ha, ha, ha. the ages for him. Yep, he was told everyone. Yep, I think he took a picture with his phone, and it was like, I mean, this was, this was five years ago. Yeah. But, you know, he had a flip phone and the, those were not around at that time. Yeah. Even then. So it's just got the, I imagine, the worst pixelated photo. Yeah. And he's just telling everybody at the local pub hey, uh, about that guy. At the station, the gas station called the, the station. The station. <laughs> yeah. But, he, you know, he was nice. He did that. Well, the the uh, the time I was talking about, too, where we lost the, uh, lost the, the axle, um, the guy was just about to come out, the guy who gave us the, uh, the two shovels. Yep. And yep. I remember this quote as if it was screamed in my face every morning. Just, didn't want to afford to pull you out now, did you? Oh, there you go. 
<laughs> While we're stuck in this Dodge, he was so proud of his truck. Yep. Uh, I hope those guys are friends. It's so funny that the, the exact thing, both times the truck breaks down. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> Time for the test. Gotta look at it. Yep. Let's pull up. Found on roadside dead. Yeah. Tommy was just an asshole. Yeah. Insecure. Just angry and short. Angry. Yeah, it's quite funny. Do you believe this? I mean, <laughs> he smiles because he's uncomfortable. You know, and he just bullies him because he knows he's a nice guy. Yeah. I guess the uh, powerful lifestyle does attract those who, without power, are like the dredges of society. Like, Tommy is short. He talks funny. He doesn't come from money. Right. He's got a temper. He's also kind of a coward. Yeah. So without this, like, this gangster lifestyle... He's, he's, he does, he's not going to have friends. He's not going to... I sell down with a different girl every night. Yeah. Why don't you find a nice girl and settle down? <laughs> I'll dub over this with a quote edition. <laughs> Fill all those in. Paul Servino? Is that this actor? Whatever his name is. He is he's just fantastic. I'm going to look that shit up, me. Yeah, Paul Servino. Um, I was saying I need an assistant to like look things up for me whenever it's like, I'm sure can I know things. I'm like, I don't actually know them. Yeah, I need a Jamie. A Jamie. Yeah. Hard to turn this knot into the Joe Rogan experience, experience, experience. Yeah. That's what kind of started it. The whole idea. I remember I was um I was like uh doing I was doing some inventory and he was talking about like. Just, like, doing a thing you enjoy. Yeah. Like, whether or not it's successful or not, if you enjoy it, that's what matters. Yeah. And I'm, like, literally putting it away, and he's giving more and more advice. He's like, so many people are, like, unhappy at work or their relationship, and this was the point. Yeah, where I was at both. I'm like, thanks, Joe. He does that for a lot of people. I know. And then he also goes, don't say I changed your life, because then, like, if you do something weird, then I'm, I'm to blame for that. I have no idea what the Spotify controversy is exactly. Oh, uh, it's not. It's nothing. I mean, Spotify employees threatened to strike um, because of things he said that were maybe miseducated, maybe uneducated. It depends how you look at it. Mm-hmm. He is really hell bent on. The trans issue in sports. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he just yeah. you know, and, and some people, uh, yeah, don't have any tolerance for it. Um, that's j- just the, the approach of not having any tolerance for anything is it has a uh, it has merit, you know. It has there's a like Gen Z as a whole is a trend like has no tolerance for intolerance. Yeah, and that's respectable, you know, and it might be what it takes I don't know to change things but um, the next generation is generation alpha yeah hey we got it done (laughs) yeah we but then there's also the argument of okay well that's intolerant yeah it's just one of those arguments one of those things that's an endless loop Uh, as far as what he actually said about it um, I didn't hear what he said I heard his defense of it and I heard that he apologized. I saw his apology video. I did see some of that, yeah. And meanwhile, there was no um, attention brought to it by Spotify officially. Nothing was said to him. Mm-hmm. He heard that this was happening and apologized on his own. And it leads me to believe that he was wrong. Absolutely, you know. And he, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make a, a video apology, you, you were probably wrong. And uh, I don't know exactly what he said. Yeah. I just know that he said something wrong. He does. He says things wrong. <laughs> but the show is just bullshitting. So the thing is, like, that show has gotten so much attention and it is such a platform now. Yeah. It's not like 
you know, I mean, we watch the old shows. It's like him just getting high and talking about literally nothing. I mean, just like... Funny how podcasts start. Yeah, it's just basically, yeah. That's all it was, so... But now it's got millions of viewers, listeners, so... He says the same... I mean, not even the same. He says much more educated shit than he used to say, but... It's good. It, it I mean, you should happen. having doctors around. Right. If you're right. talking to doctors and scientists, you shouldn't get dumber. He hasn't had any official... As far as the relation, as far as gender study goes, and uh, and that that field, he doesn't, you know. He likes to talk to people that have sometimes opinions that aren't mainstream. Yeah. To where you could, you could sometimes perceive them as like anti-hyphen something, like. Sometimes he has guests on where it's like, all right, I mean, they're coming at it from a very different viewpoint and stance and even belief, but I understand that they're like, like intelligently approaching it, even if what they're kind of saying, I don't think is the most intelligent, like takeaway or response. No. And as far as the gender issue goes. Yeah. Joe doesn't know anything about it. I really don't think. He, he also, doesn't get it. No. He doesn't get it, and he doesn't really care to find out. And he's pretty much made that clear. That's why people are upset. Okay. If you say anything that's actually offensive or dangerous, that's up for debate. I mean, he seems to care more about the fact that he, he cares more about the legitimacy of fighting yeah. than he does the constructs of gender and those barriers. And I think that's why people are upset. It's like, okay, we get that in this instance... And what he's, his defense is, it's like, oh, I don't care what you do. Well, it's not about whether or not you care. Right. You mean, like, this is a, a transformation in the understanding mm. of a concept of a social construct. This isn't about, oh, it's fine, do what you want, mm. in a frustrated tone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the thing where, okay, it shows some red flags for people who, you know, are trying to make things better. But I won't go into it anymore than that. I mean, we'll save that for the uh, world history with American uh, studies major. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, so, we'll save that for that episode. That's a whole concept yeah, like, and I'm no expert in it either. But I you will be a master though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll do that once you. Is your thesis done? No. It's no. In progress. Okay. Yeah, the classic. Oh, I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sixty-one. 60. No, it's a 61. Yeah, I think it was a 61. Impala, that is. I drive an Impala. It'll come up often. <laughs> Love this seed. If it wasn't for the fact that he was just an absolute sleazeball in other, every other faction of his life, like this could be like a charming courting thing right here. Just like, wow, she's feisty. You know, it's the 50s or 63. The late 50s. Also, that date... The senior? Yeah. It was 63. Yeah, 63. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that date was actually um, right, right. Paulie Jr. So it was Paul's son. And again, Tommy basically doesn't exist. There was a Tommy Simone, but it's not the same character based on what happens. Another fantastic scene in a... A cornucopia of fantastic scenes. I heard you're half Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> Henry actually was taking classes to convert. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He, like, the movie, besides the fact that he has two other girlfriends and doesn't necessarily hit her, but he, like, physically threatens her, and he was just kind of a piece of shit. Um, that's, I guess, the gist of Goodfellas is Henry was kind of a piece of shit. Oh, um, yeah. He uh, actually went through a lot of steps to be very, like, pleasant to her in some ways. Besides the con- converting to Judaism, like, he got along really well with her family. And, like, they lived with her mom for a while. And Henry was apparently totally fine with that because he would just stop coming home for, like, four days. Yeah. And go do, you know, things with his other girlfriends. But he was, uh, you know, as most, most uh, sociopaths are, he, he was very charming. And Ray Liotta just plays that to a T. Yep. And he just drags her down with him. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I guess it is a nice takeaway that none of these movies really ever work out for the characters. Like every, not every, but a lot of violent movies that are like supposed to take place in like the real world just ends with the characters either dead or in jail. This lifestyle actually sucks. And this is the PSA part of the podcast. Yeah, and, and I mean, part of what the movie does a great job at is I remember watching it the first time and, you know, especially you were being a young guy too, thinking like, yeah, Henry's great. <laughs> why are you annoying him? Why are you hassling him? You know, he's yeah. just trying to go play poker, you know, he's just trying to go play poker and, you know, be a scumbag and all that shit. <laughs> but, you know, you realize, like, that's why it's good at what it does. It's just, it's the same way she got caught up in all this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's infatuating, the whole glamour part of it. When she hands him a gun, or he hands her a gun. Yeah. She, she's she got to admit. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, for me. Not even, hey, here's something, you, you know, it'd be like, I'm trying to, if I handed my girlfriend a gun. <laughs> yeah. That's a ride or die right there. She yeah. just takes a gun, like, I gotta hide it. Look, I just committed assault. <laughs> it has blood on it. I can't get pinched for this. Yeah. Just get, just get it out of the way. They're uh, not gonna come for you. She does it, you know? Yeah. It's an adrenaline thing. It's an attraction thing. It's all that. You smell that corpse? That's dead air. <laughs> we were both just watching the scene. Um, but Henny Youngman, Henny Youngman the real Henny. playing himself. Yeah. Great choice. It was such a nice part of the movie because you know he's old and he's so important to to comedy that like and and culture that he it's a nice send off, I guess. It's like, hey, he's getting up there. Scorsese let's goes, let's Let's have him play himself so we have this enjoyable scene of like this uh this legend. Cause the uh Take my wife, please. Those jokes are timeless. They're problematic sometimes, but they're timeless. Yeah, definitely. Well that's what makes them uh you know, I mean they were corny in the first place, right? Yeah. Corniness is already makes you laugh because it's so like oh really, and now it's like really it's almost funny <laughs> that it's not even funny in the first place, you know I mean? yeah. and it's so overt, but it is kind of clever in a way. Uh, just you know, it's just clever and corny and again, not jokes you should be just like the rest of the phrases and lifestyles and <laughs> in this movie that you should be emulating in your own life, but. <laughs> you break one out once in a while. <laughs> yeah, break I break one out once in a while. Once in a while. Yeah. We're guilty. No, exactly. We're not on trial here. And uh, it's one of those things that you're quoting the movie more than you are anything. Yeah. I believe my Facebook bio switching movies says the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. That's a good lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Brock's tale has some lessons. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like Goodfellas if like they were a little nicer and it all worked out. Yeah. Just like Boys in the Hood, um, the main character and his girlfriend go to college rather than getting killed in a drive-by shooting, like, or uh, being left still a single mother, as in uh, Menace to Society. Menace to Society. I'm glad Lorraine Bronco, like, you know, continued her career long enough to do uh, Sopranos. Because mm-hmm. after Melfi. Yeah. So here's the thing: in this part of the movie, he's driving a convertible Chrysler 300. I think it's canary yellow. Yeah. Black leather. I mean, that is at this time. I mean, this is '63, and this is accurate for this part of it. Maybe '64, <laughs> whatever. That is the muscle car. I mean, you have the Chevy SS, of course, the Impala yeah. SS and everything, but, like, the, you know, car guys. <laughs> the Chrysler 300 is the original. Yeah. Um, 
muscle car. So, you know, he's very much forward thinking at this time. And also ostentatious and outward. And, mm. He's know, not driving a Dodge. He's exactly. not driving a Plymouth. He's it's Chrysler 300. He's being flashy as can be in a yellow yeah. convertible. Yeah. Maury's name was actually Marty in real life, what this character is based off. If I had a Jamie, one of the things I'd be having them look up right now is uh, why they had to change certain names for for the movie. Maybe they just wouldn't give up their license if you have the license to your old name if it's real life. I'm not sure. Guitar solo, we know things. <laughs> yeah, just choking him with his wig fly <laughs> So another thing, Maury, the commercial for Maury's wig, uh, Maury's wigs is I think based off of the Crazy Eddie's commercials, uh, Crazy Eddie's electronics. He, he acts really, I'm Crazy okay. Eddie and coming down to Crazy Eddie's electronics. Oh yeah, you see that trope a lot. Yeah. You know, in, in things. Yeah. And yeah. stuff. Well, I wonder at what point we're at now where, you know, people are sampling or citing or getting inspiration from this. Yeah. Maybe. And don't even realize it's the crazy Eddie electronics dealer guy from the 80s and 70s and 80s in uh, New York City. But, I mean, I know a lot of people know that, too, so. In the background, there's a 63 Impala, oh. which has just grown. There she is. Yeah. Just galore. Yeah. There will be an Impala watch edition. Oh, the way he climbs over those seats. <laughs> I think that might have been a 60 it was it might have been a 62 but it might have been a 64 impala the way he just heard the right yeah there's some there's some romantic merit to she's asleep by now dude so she's just <laughs> she's had a rough day Little red Corvette. Yeah. Oh, and Henry takes the gun and puts it in his waistband because he's about to go handle things. I, all right, I understand why she was attracted to this. Yeah, right. This is the classic. This is like a perversion of the knight in shining armor thing, yeah. like rescuing the maiden, beating up the the outlaws. This is extreme. <laughs> he's the outlaw. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Points of gun at him. Jeez. Drinking a Coca Cola, working on the red Corvette. Hey. <laughs> and Ray Liotta. You know, if that story, I mean, he was being pushy with a neighbor across the street. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, in head cannoning, maybe they, uh, Maybe they used to see each other or date in real life, these characters. Yeah. But yeah, Karen cited this in the uh, in the book, uh, Wise Guys by Nicholas Pileggi, about their life, that um, this was, like, pretty much one-for-one one accurate, uh, her, her emotion, and, like, it's line-by-line line about, you know, most girls, like some of my girlfriends, would get out of there the minute their boyfriend gave him a gun to hide. But I got a minute to him. Pretty fell off the couch. Wow. That was impressive. This podcast is malleable and is not static. And ideas switch very quickly. Again, which is why I needed Jamie to yeah. write things down. Also, we're, this movie is hard to match. Also, we're watching this fantastic movie. Yeah. On silent. <laughs> Yeah. The movie or the pod? We can do both. Oh, you gotta, gotta hit the head? Alright. Uh, well, you know what? We're at 52 minutes. Okay. That's as long as my last one went. Okay. Um, how close to the end are we? I know we're relatively close. We're at the wedding, yeah. So, 
Okay, there's still there's still a little bit, but we can um. Twenty minutes left. In yeah. The first half, yeah. What we'll do is we can chunk this up into more than one, more than two parts. Yeah. We can like stop this here, and then we can do the twenty or thirty minute, just like shoot the shit for the next time. Mm -hmm. Um. So this was Johnny Papers and I watching Goodfellas, just knowledge dumping all over each other, just guy on guy brain at brain porn because <laughs> that's what we do yeah he's johnny i'm shalik yeah, it's been good. Yeah. and we know things again. all right everyone who listened to this thank you thank you again thank you to ryan um who showed me this app thank you to carrie for giving me the the kick in the pants to get up and actually do it thank you to paxton for just paxton thank you to my mom for being my mom um There'll be a shout-out section later. I'll do a closing or something. But right now, Johnny's got to go to the bathroom because that's the thing he does often. And uh, we're going to wrap it up here. All right, y'all. Peace. 7-Eleven. So, yeah, we recorded uh, that whole thing. This is going to be an ultra-smooth transition out of where I ended the podcast at. Um, but we recorded the whole thing, and I had tested it beforehand to make sure that both my sets of headphones, uh, microphones were working well, because one of them broke, like the, uh, part of the, uh, aux connector came out, and I put it back in, and it sounded like it was still working, um, but once we recorded that podcast afterward, I listened to it back, although I had tested it, apparently it wasn't as as powerful as I thought it was going to be maybe it was because I had both plugged into the splitters I don't know this is a learning process like I'm uh I'm just doing things and and knowing things I gotta stop saying that so it doesn't get tired but hey it's the name of the podcast so gotta coin that motherfucker but but yeah so it wasn't until we finished the podcast that I realized that Johnny's audio uh sounds a little quiet so anyone who made it through um thank you as I ended it with is giant thank yous I cannot thank anyone who listened to this enough um yeah one of my training partners well I guess coach that was uh one of the young men who uh spent today teaching us how to um hurt arms and and get choked which I, I love it and just saying it that way makes it sound even funnier but I mean it is it's a contact sport it's 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 combat it's um it's a martial art you for sure could use it for self-defense once you get really experienced, but at uh, at my level, I'm just, you know, I'm just getting beat up, and it's it's awesome. It's 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 the grind. It's like it's cool to start at the very bottom of something. Um, I'll, I talk to a lot of my, uh, not a lot, three of my uh, training partners and uh, the two guys who are uh, coaching today, and they're gonna come on at some point. We're gonna talk about uh, one's uh, one's a doctor, one is from the UK and is like a. I mean, he's only 20, so I don't want to call him a child, but child prodigy, I mean... Oh, he's driving right by. Peace, Sam. Um, Sam. He's British. But it's going to be really cool to have, like, uh, those kind of guys on, too, where you can just nerd out about this thing that you've been hearing me nerd out a little bit about. But in the meantime, there was just some nerdery involving my favorite movie, Gun Your Head, Goodfellas. Um, thank you to Johnny for coming on, just chatting with me. I mean, we were just hanging out. Uh, you know, we had a... Had a couple little little drink skis, nothing, nothing crazy, just um, couple couple seltzers, uh, just just to get the blood flowing. And everyone knows my extracurriculars, but yeah, I, I overall I think we were able to have more like conducive conversation while still just hanging out casually, as compared to the first one where I lose my train of thought every thirty seconds. A um, lot less pressure having a guest, letting them talk for a little bit, especially another knowledgeable person who has insight and things to add. And again, this is this is just a lot of fun. I'm I'm really enjoying this. I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I feel like doing it. Um I said I was going to do a, like a thank yous in this segment, but I mean it does kind of stand alone the top 4 people who I guess kind of helped me directly in this. I've already mentioned um, at the at the end of that closing, so I'm not gonna reiterate that. They know who they are. Thank you, peoples. Um, but I'm just sitting in my car right now, little little sore, a little stiff, but endorphins are flowing. Euphoric state after getting a couple, getting getting tapped a few times. I got one tap today. It was a it was an arm bar on someone with a slightly more experience than me, but like less physical strength. So I kind of 
technique could have been better, but I was able to at least defend myself with uh, just being stronger than the guy. And I got a, I got a good, I got a good, decent submission in armbar. Uh, learn, learn some, learn some really, really cool stuff. This, the sport is just so much fun, and there's so much to learn. And that's what I want to do. God damn it! I've been saying it since last episode. I want to know things. So what I like to do, I like to learn. It's, a, it's a, one of those forgotten passions that, you know, we're, we, we. Uh, Pretty's not in the car with me. She's at home holding down the fort. That I, you know, want to want to rediscover just the enjoyment of like starting something new and learning it. I'm gonna have a tic tac because you know nervous ticks. And that's what we do on the I Know Things podcast. We take a tic-tac break, get a little get a little spearmint flavor going. Um, I'm doing the rambling thing because I ran out of stuff to say at this point. So I'm not going to thank anyone else except uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, whose button I have hanging in my car. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is a Macho Man impersonation. All right, I got nothing. So next episode, I'm going to try to have another guest, or it could be... A uh, solo one where, um, yeah, I'll save that for a surprise. Yeah, it's not really a surprise surprise. I just want to do an episode called uh, People of Monroe Ave where I just, you know, just walk down the street and just have conversation, socially distant conversation, uh, wearing a mask, obviously, with any strangers or uh, people living on the street or standing on corners who are just like, hey, what do you got going on? What's your, what's your day? What's your, what's your, what's, what, what story do you want to just share really quickly? Hopefully, um, that goes well, but um, that that will probably be the next episode. Or if I just get uh, somebody who wants to come on and like be a guest, um, I doubt I'll do another one where it's just me and the cat anytime soon. Or that could be the third episode. I'm playing it by ear, nose, and throat. Um, all right, it's uh, it's twelve forty one, October 9th. I'm about to upload this after I do a little bit of editing. So, uh, you know what the deal is. I'm Shalik, and I know things. Peace.